0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. As we continue to go through this season of unrest and, and these unique and challenging times we're in with the uh, the coronavirus and the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders and quarantines and all these things, um, one of the things that, that I get to do as part of you know, being the pastor here at Awakened Church is uh, minister to so many of college students, the university students from Northwestern State University are a big part of Awakened Church. And um, and thinking about how they're going through this this final stretch of this school semester, and uh, you know there'll be no more classes in person. Everything's online, and and everyone seems to be kind of struggling with that for the most part. And you know there's seniors who are who are getting ready for graduation, their commencement ceremonies, and they're they're still going to graduate, but the ceremonies aren't going to happen the way that they've been looking forward to for years. And probably the same thing for high school. You know they're in that final stretch, and as I've been thinking about and praying for those of you guys who are going through this I just have been reflecting on my own senior year in college at Mid-America Christian University in Oklahoma City and, and I was heading towards graduation. I mean that that final stretch was so challenging. Not just not just with content, not just with, you know, writing papers, but it was challenging because of focus because I could not keep the focus and and I was also there was like the challenge of what happens next? What comes next? Well, I mean, this is this is my college career and my my academic career. What comes next? And there was just so difficult to focus in that final stretch. Now, when you get in the final stretch of a project or a life change, a semester at school, or, or or anything, do you get more focused, or are you like me and you kind of struggle to push on? You have a struggle to just keep pursuing because you can't keep focused very well. Well, the truth is, we're all in a final stretch of some kind. Maybe even uh, we're at that stage of life where we would say, you know, we don't, we know we don't have a lot of years left, and we understand we're in a final stretch of uh, it may be you know none of us are promised tomorrow but it may be 5 10 you know, we who knows how many years, but we realize at a certain stage in life we're kind of in that final stretch, and we want to finish strong. All of us prayerfully are in the final stretch of this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, we are we are praying. We are we are in the final stretch of this, although we don't know. You know, we could possibly still be at the beginning of it, or in the you know we're somewhere in the midst, but we are prayerfully in the final stretch of this whole strange and. It's just crazy time we're in. So if we're going to finish strong in any area of life, this is Christians, followers of Jesus, this is for you. If we're going to finish strong in any area of life, we need to make sure we keep Jesus the subject. That's the key. He's the key to keeping to keeping fo- uh, focused and finishing strong. And Today we're going to talk more about that and launch into a series of, uh, of sermons for the next few weeks, next four weeks actually. We're calling Final Stretch uh the series and uh and so we're gonna be in Matthew eighteen today. Matthew eighteen one through eleven. And uh before I read it, let me give you a little backstory. Jesus and his disciples, they've been he- they've been traveling around uh teaching the good news, uh healing sick people, casting out demons even and Jesus told them hey he's going to be betrayed by one of them and he's going to be crucified like he's going to be executed and obviously the questions never stop coming they're just they don't fully understand what he says but he told them this is going to happen and they just their question after question comes and they had to be exhausted i mean they're in the final stretch of their time with Jesus with them in the in the flesh in person and Jesus wants them to finish strong, and Jesus wants us to finish strong. So, so let's read this passage, and we're going to take uh, from this passage some tools to help us uh, persevere and stay focused as we. Go through whatever we are going through. Um, Matthew 18, verse 1. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. And then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like the little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you choose, if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. So, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both hands and feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones for i tell you that 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 in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly father and the son of man came to save those who are lost all right so we're going to dig deeper and look at this passage of scripture a little closer and some other places in, in the scriptures as well this uh this morning our time together uh, but here's the big idea i mean there's first of all there's a lot of questions that come up admittedly when we look at this this teaching of Jesus and the things he says it raises all kinds of questions for us and there's and we don't really have time in the context of this sermon today to to, to try and address every one of those questions, okay? What we'll do is we'll get this big idea, and let's build on that. We'll keep our focus on that for today, and those other questions, they'll be for another time. Well, here's the big idea. Jesus gives us tools to keep us moving forward towards your goals one step at a time. Let me say that again. The big idea for us today is that Jesus gives us tools to keep us moving forward towards your goals, one step at a time. Now, in this story, I think mean, I I get that Jesus gives us three specific tools that that just come out and and. and to take us to to move on to the other side of your final stretch um how we can we can pursue and through this final stretch whatever it is that your final stretch is and we can end up being able to say we are the champions we are the champions so the tools are tools of champions first tool champions honor god champions honor god i have a friend named lavonia and Navonia's a champion. Now, I don't know if she's ever won any championships or competitions uh, for sure. She seems like someone who may have. Um, but she's, I don't see her as a champion because of competitions or, or winning those kind of uh, of championships and, and awards. Navonia is a, a champion because she honors college students from St. Landry Parish by being in their corner. Providing resources, cheering them on. She champions them. She champions their cause. Livonia is a champion for others because she honors others. Now, how is being a champion of something different than being a champion for someone? So the disciples come to Jesus and they're asking him uh, to let them in on who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, who's the greatest Jesus. So Jesus calls a little child over to him, and he picks up this child, and he says, unless you turn from your sins and become like like this, you're never going to make it. Anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom. You see, Jesus points out that this child knows that he's a child. He hasn't learned to be prideful yet. He hasn't learned. Yeah, he's he's self-centered because most children are, but he hasn't learned to have be prideful like, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, of the, I'm the greatest in the kingdom. He hasn't even thought about who's the greatest in the kingdom because as a child, he he just knows the greatest in the kingdom is the king. A childlike faith knows the greatest in the kingdom is the king. Now, Jesus says, that a true champion is who whoever humbles himself like this little child. Be willing to become a nobody, to associate with nobodies. Now, I'm not saying you go out and say, uh, hey, you look like a nobody. I'm gonna hang out with you. Like or hey, you're a nobody, let me hang out with you for a while. That's not what I'm saying. But, but to be able to, to do this is to be able to not think so highly of yourself that you can't associate with someone else, no matter who they are. Be willing to become like this child, especially children. He says, if you, Jesus says, especially if you will become like children and you will welcome children, you will honor me when you welcome them and don't harm them. Check your pride. An ancient Hebrew proverb says, uh first pride then the crash, the bigger the ego, the harder the fall. That's Proverbs sixteen eighteen from the message paraphrase. So since the greatest of the kingdom is the king, then we move through our final stretch by seeking to honor him first and foremost. And you can excel in your final stretch when you honor God. And here's two ways you honor God. Like to childlike and honor God with humility. We honor God with humility prideful people think they're above other people they think they can figure it all out and they don't really need any help and and when we refuse to appear weak we keep ourselves from the strength and the help of from god but when we acknowledge that there is a god and i'm not him there, there's the key to humility there is a god and i'm not him we honor god with humility and god is right on time with the power and the strength we need to keep on all right. So you excel in your final stretch when you honor God with humility and when you honor God with holiness. There's that word. And sometimes we don't, we don't like that word because it carries all kinds of connotations for us and in, 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 in our culture. Um, but here's the thing Jesus says that temptations are inevitable. You are not unholy because you are tempted by sin to sin. Unholiness is a heart issue, and a heart issue of unholiness. It seeks to honor pleasure and desire above the God who created pleasure and desire. Pleasure and desire doesn't make you unholy. Pleasure and desire, desire are created by God for you. But when you seek to honor pleasure and desire above the the God who created the pleasure and desire, that's where unholiness begins in your heart. Jesus says, if something is causing you to be unholy, you cut it off. Now there's some of those questions that come up and in culturally in, in this ancient culture and there's an understanding that that we wouldn't completely get probably and and it's it's a difficult teaching of Jesus. Let's just be honest. But really what he's saying is if there's something that is causing you to be unholy, separate yourself from it. You separate yourself from it. It may, it could be you, you can make the list, but whatever it is, if it's causing you to be unholy, cut it off, separate yourself from it. We have this Holy Spirit, this, uh, the Spirit of God to make us holy, and we honor God when we live by His Spirit instead of our flesh so he says i want you to become like a child now to become like a child think about it children can be short-sighted children can children need to be catered to that's just the way it is children can be critical and uncaring and selfish and 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 you know how many times have you heard a child say something inappropriate that that they don't know yet and you're right it's like oh See how fat she is, or you know, um, look at that guy's look at look at that guy's nose hair. You know those kind of things that a child will just say. And Jesus isn't saying to be that because there's a big difference between being childlike and childish. Okay, there's a big difference between being childlike and childish. We want to be childlike, not childish. Like a child, not ish a child. So tool number one, honor God. Tool number two, champions hold on to hope we're talking about trust here champions hold on to hope trust my children I have three boys uh ones that now you know a young adult and the other two are still young boys uh under 10 but you know my, well, my oldest son Christian and I, I taught him to ride a bike and I still remember that that down that sh- our street in Boca Raton Florida and and had him you know he took the training wheels off the bike and and we would go up and down the street and i'm holding on to the the seat of the of the bike and he is working his balance and he's getting there and and he's learning he's trusting me to help him and finally i'm like i'm gonna let go no daddy don't let go don't let go we finally got to the place where okay you trust me you can do this and i let go and he did great for about 30 yards and then he ran straight into the mailbox of a neighbor, I <laughs> uh, hope he still trusts me. <laughs> you know, I taught all my boys to swim. I'm actually my my youngest, uh, Nile, still teaching him to swim. He's he's uh, with autism. It's a whole different world for him with sensory issues and and, and uh, coordination physically of a lot of different things. So so swimming actually being in the water is is a different experience for him, and he loves that. Um, but swimming is is difficult, and he like grabs around me like a spider monkey trying to help him learn to swim. Um, um, but yeah, so but but that builds trust. I mean, you ha- what does it look like to trust completely? Look at a child, and there's childlike faith for sure, and trusting your daddy to help them. You you get you're in the pool, and they're on the edge, and you say, "Jump to me!" And there's a faith, there's a hope in there. They hold on to the hope that my dad's gonna catch me because my dad loves me. and My dad is off. Children are, ch- children are curious, right? What's that? What is that? What does that mean? I hear that I hear that 50 times a day at least. Children are risk takers. They'll get up and and run across the, the couch. Just just jump up, jump up on the back of the couch and run across it. And you'll see they'll you know it's like that's that's risky. You could fall easily off the couch. You could fall. You could you could fall on the the, the coffee table. You could break the coffee table. You could break your head on the coffee table. Or m- most risky of all, mommy might see you running across the couch, and that's a big no no. So so children are curious and they're risk takers, and, and 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 they have lots of courage they can have lots of courage because they trust their caregivers completely they trust their caregivers maybe the problem with growing up is we lose the courage to trust god completely I love what Psalm fifty fifteen says. Trust me in your times of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. This is one of those times where God is speaking directly through the psalmist. He's telling us, he's saying to you and to me, whatever your situation is right now. Maybe it's the stay-at-home order. Maybe it's the the, the pandemic and the the the. Maybe it's a job. Maybe maybe you have lost or you're in danger of losing your job. Maybe you're maybe you're maybe you are a college student. And you're trying to finish out this semester, or maybe you're a graduating senior, and it's just so difficult. And God says, Trust me in your times of trouble, and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. So if we're gonna if we're gonna be everything God wants us to be, there will be times that we'll need to step out in faith. And yes, that can be scary, but trusting God. Keeping your hope in Jesus will ground you through your final stretch, through whatever you're going through, what, through whatever you're pursuing. Keeping your hope in Jesus will ground you to keep pursuing. Now, keep trusting God with childlike faith, because God is always in control, even when circumstances seem out of control. This is where real peace comes from. The kind of peace that we that we, we we use this language, it surpasses all understanding. This comes from trusting God in the midst of whatever the circumstances are. Trusting God, <coughs> excuse me, trusting God completely allows me to experience peace when everything around me there is no peace. Trusting God brings peace where there is no peace. Now, here's good news. If you're facing something really difficult, And you think, I just can't make myself trust God. I want to trust God, but I just can't make myself trust God. Then here's a prayer. Pray and ask God to help you trust him completely with childlike faith. God, I want to trust you. I'm struggling. Please help me trust you. God, I want to trust you completely, but I'm really struggling right now. Help me be like a child in her daddy's arms and just trust you you can make it through your final stretch. Tool number 1, honor God. Tool number 2, hold on to hope. And tool number 3, champions are hit with wonder. I know that sounds weird, but I'm gonna, like we're going to dig into it a little bit more. when you to to in your final stretch to come out on the other side and finish strong and to be able to say we are the champions. I really believe this. That true champions who persevere don't lose a sense of wonder when it comes to God and the things of God. Think about my kids at, at Christmas time. I know I'm talking a lot about my kids today, but I just, I, I, you know, we, we're all at home. They're, we're doing homeschooling and home parenting and home churching, and woo! So it's fresh on my mind. But at Christmas, this past Christmas, Niall, he got this. This 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 Christmas present. It's called a booty shaking llama, and if you haven't seen this, you need to see the booty shaking llama. It's fantastic. It's one of the. Uh, it's incredible. And he, he he asked for it earlier in the year, but then he kind of forgot because he had something else that kind of came to his mind. He asked for for Christmas when it got closer to Christmas time. So when he opened that booty shaking llama, it took him a minute to figure to to realize what it was. But once he realized what it was, oh man, he was so wonderstruck. He was just dancing with this thing and shouting with this thing, and it was the best day ever i mean what's more fun than watching kids on christmas morning right well maybe maybe being a kid on christmas morning maybe that's a little more fun but than watching but but it's not only at christmas i mean children are continually wonderstruck you know you can show them pictures of stuff like the grand canyon or or the the ocean or you could take them outside to see a full moon or you could actually take them to some of these places and see and they're just like wow 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 Niall was looking out the window the other day, and he said, dad, dad, this is so amazing. I said, what is, buddy? He said, I love this. I love this so much. Every time I look out the window, I see something amazing, like a squirrel or a bird or a leaf falling down from the house. And I'm like, a squirrel or a bird or a leaf? When was the last time I was awestruck? wonder struck by a squirrel or a bird or a leaf. But this is what childlike faith. Jesus says you must become like one of these children. You must become like this child. As we grow older, why do so many of us become blasé about the wonders of creation? I mean, we get it occasionally with a great sunset or a beautiful sunrise or a cool rainbow or, you know, a, a newborn baby will get us almost every time. But but for the most part, we're prone to drift through this life and just kind of yawn and say, yeah, yeah, I've been there, done that. When Jesus says anyone who becomes humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, I believe a big part of that childlike humility is, wow, look what God can do. I can't do that. I'm struck. I'm hit with wonder. Psalm seventy-seven fourteen says, you are the God of miracles and wonders. You are the God of miracles and wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. See, God created the Grand Canyon and the Rocky Mountains. God created the stars and the moon and the galaxies. God created the ocean and the rivers and the plethora of creatures that make them their home. Yes, the shark and the catfish. And then to really show off his creativity and how unique he could get, God made you And he made me, the God of miracles and wonders, right there with you. You're in your final stretch, and it's hard, real hard. How are you going to push through? How are you going to be a champion? Let the reality of who God is hit you with wonder. Let the reality of who God is hit you with wonder, just like it hit with wonder the psalmist From the Message Paraphrase, Psalm 139, verse 13. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking body and soul. I'm marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. God, you're the God of wonders and awe. The human heart. This blood pumping muscle within your body. The human heart pumps 2.4 ounces per heartbeat. That's what I've read. And I've also read the average human heartbeat is 72 beats per minute. Therefore, an average human heart pumps 1.3 gallons per minute. 1.3 gallons of blood pumping through your body every minute. In other words, it pumps 1,900 gallons per day and almost 700,000 gallons per year. You can count that up. up. It's 48 million gallons by the time someone is 70 years old. So if you're 70 years old, you have pumped 48 million gallons through your body. And that's not bad for a 10-ounce pump, a 10-ounce muscle pump. God is the God of wonders and miracles. This world, it's no random accident, and neither are you, and neither is your salvation. All of this is the wonder of God. Are you continually wonderstruck that the God of wonders, the Lord of all creation, chose to be born as a baby and, live, and lived 33 years in a hostile environment, then willingly surrendered himself to die on the cross so you could experience life restored to the way God intended it to be? That when you accept Jesus, you enter into the kingdom of God, and when His and when this life is in its final stretch, you continue with Him for eternity. Wow. The greatest wonder of all creation is Jesus. Don't get so blasé and take for granted, Jesus. Jesus. Leaves me wonderstruck. Jesus gives us the tools to move forward towards your goals, one step at a time. Now, what's the next step? What's the next step? Simply, you could just pray, God. I I can't keep focus. God, I'm, I'm having a tar- hard time focus. I'm having a hard time with trusting you to, to help me get through this. Help me do that. One thing that that I would suggest, I would definitely challenge you with this. Even discover, do it today. Discover one thing that makes you wonderstruck. One thing of, in creation that makes you just wonderstruck. And then realize the same God who created that is with you. Maybe it's the power of a storm blowing through. Maybe it's the beauty of a sun, sunshiny day. Maybe it's the grass or the flowers or an animal or uh, the ocean or the mountains. or I don't know. Maybe it's the look in your lover's eyes. Maybe it's the sound of a child's voice. Maybe it's the laugh of a parent. Discover one thing that makes you wonderstruck and realize the same God who created that is with you. Now, keep on pursuing in your final stretch for this God, the God of wonders and miracles, is with you. And I enjoy... uh, just thank you for joining us today and i invite you join join us again next week um, at awakened church we're going to be looking at unforgiveness and, and forgiveness and unforgiveness and the role that that plays in stealing our focus and can and how unforgiveness can derail us from our goals and so let's keep pursuing in your final stretch thank you for listening to the awaken natchitoches podcast it's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at AwakenLA.Church or find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Awaken Church L.A.